Welcome to Where's My Village, Fortune's podcast about the childcare crisis in America and stories of people who are trying to fix it. I'm Ellen McGirt. As you've heard on our previous episodes, the lack of a formal childcare system in the U.S. hurts parents, particularly women, and many of our guests argue the entire economy. But like many things in life, someone's pain is someone else's gain, and it turns out there's a growing number of smart entrepreneurs who see this problem as a business opportunity. And this is key, responsible investors seem to agree. And we mean this in the best, most innovative way. We're gonna tell you more about that next week. But today I wanna share with you a conversation that happened recently at a Fortune event. It's our Most Powerful Women's Summit. As you might guess from the name, this is a gathering of some of the most influential women in the business world. Fortune gathers the group each year to learn from each other and discuss some of the biggest issues of the day. This year, childcare was on that list of hot topics. Fortune editor Ruth Yuma dug into ways companies can support working moms. To do that, she spoke with Carol Jewell, the chief technology and operating officer of Synchrony, and Reshma Sajani, the founder of Girls Who Code and the incredible Marshall Plan for Moms. Take a listen. The last few years uh, have shown us that many workplaces are not working for American moms, and they are voting with their feet, leaving the workforce in droves, and we've seen that labor force participation. I wanna do a quick pulse check with the audience. Raise your hand if you know someone or you yourself have either left a job or left the workforce entirely due to caregiving responsibilities. Raise your hand. That's a, that's a good number of people, which is pretty telling. So that brings us to the conversation at hand today. What are the unique challenges that you all are seeing as it relates to women's workforce participation? Carol, perhaps you can kick this one off. Sure, thank you. I think um, throughout this conference, we've heard the statistics. You know, There's still one million women not in the workforce that were there before the pandemic began. And I think one of the key components of that is childcare. Uh, childcare is a business issue, and childcare is something that we need to address to get those women back into the workforce. And in order to do that, you need to think of it as a business priority. It needs to be something that's front and center of your executive team, and you need to find innovative ways to do that. And let me just share a little bit. At Synchrony, as many companies through the pandemic, we did a lot of listening. You know, you were listening to your employees, you were understanding what was happening, you were trying to develop solutions that work for them. And you need to apply innovative principles just like any other business problem. You know, when you're building products or you're building technology, at Synchrony, we use an agile process. We are constantly listening, adapting, developing a minimal viable product. You need to do the same thing for employee solutions, partnering with your HR teams, getting the support of your CEO as we did. And some of the things we did, we tested and we learned, and they didn't always work, but they were impactful to our employees because they met the needs that they were having. One of the things that we did was really taking the friction out of childcare. We have emergency childcare benefit that nobody was using. It was too hard, and during the pandemic, all the childcare centers were closed. So what did we do? We took the friction out of that process, just like you would take the friction out of a business process. You could actually, as an employee, take and use your benefit with anybody in your bubble. We heard that moms wanted safety. There were only a few people that were in their home, so they could use that emergency backup childcare to support and their needs for their children and hire someone that they were comfortable with. And that is a benefit we've kept in place, and it is 60 days a year, 
And up to this point in 2022, we've already seen over 4,000 days of emergency backup chair. And what that does is that gives an employee the opportunity to be productive. That gives them an opportunity to do their job and not worry about their children. Yeah. yeah. Reshma, a similar question for you, because you argue that we need to redefine the workplace, completely overhaul <laughs> current systems, and create new ones that work for women. How do we do that? Where do we begin? Yeah, I mean, I think that we have to begin by supporting moms yeah. in the workplace and kind of redefining what we've been telling people, you know, for the past 30 years about what it takes to, you know, be sitting in this in this conference room. You know, I, I think for far too long, we've been telling women to, you know, lean in real hard and girl boss your way to the top. Yep. And if you color code your calendar, you too can come to the most powerful women's conference. Mm -hmm. And that is simply just not the truth. And I know for me, I learned that in the pandemic the hard way. I, I found myself running Girls Who Code, you know, one of the largest women and girls nonprofits in the world. I had just had a newborn baby. I was virtually homeschooling my kindergartner and trying to save my nonprofit. And it nearly broke me. Mm -hmm. And I learned the hard way that, you know, having it all is just a euphemism for doing it all. And for far too long, we've been trying to fix women, i.e. just do a power pose, be a little more ambitious, lean in a little harder, instead of trying to fix the structure. And so, you know, now's our opportunity to, like I say, you know, finish this fight for equality once and for all by fixing the structure. So what does that mean? And I think, you know, Carol and I are, are, are incredible partners on, you know, the first thing is childcare, as, as, as Carol mentioned. You know, the second thing is, you know, making childcare affordable. The largest cost center for families is childcare. People pay more for their childcare than they pay for their mortgage. It's the number one reason why 11 million women left the workforce, because childcare was unavailable and unaffordable. The second thing is, is we have to have gender neutral paid leave policies. You know, 90% uh, of women basically go back to work 10 days after having a baby. You're still an adult diaper and you're going back to work. Every single one of us, raise your hand if you went back to work too soon after having a child. And we never recovered from that. You know, the third thing is, is, you know, the motherhood penalty. You know, we talk a lot about the gender pay gap. The gender pay gap is not a gender pay gap is a motherhood gap. The reason why we have a pay gap is because we pay moms less and we pay dads more. 58 cents on every dollar. And so that to me is like an algorithm solution that my girls who code can solve for you, right, in a minute. Like, so to me, it's about focusing on these three structural um, chain, corporate policy changes that we have to make. And I think when we do that, we'll start to move towards equality. Yeah, focusing on the system itself. Uh, we hear that women are burnt out, that they want increased work-life balance, a phrase that I personally hate. I think it's far too amorphous. I, I prefer work-life integration. What does that look like, though, in terms of concrete policies? So I, I think it is, for well, the workplace has changed forever through the pandemic. And we firmly believe that it's not going back. And flexibility is key, flexibility and choice. We surveyed our employees. Again, we did a lot of listening. 85% of our employees asked for flexibility. And 93% of our caregivers say flexibility is critically important to them doing their jobs. And so we have leaned in and allowed employees to decide what they want to do, how often they might want to come into the office or never come into the office. And then really being very specific around when do we get together? When do we gather? What are the purposeful ways that teams need to connect? And how do we balance the need for business need with flexibility? And as my CEO says, it's the grand experiment, but it is working. It is working and our retention rates are well above industry average. And we have seen in the last year a 30% increase in our applicant pool in our business. 
So flexibility is a currency. It is, in my view, it is table stakes for businesses to understand, to support their employees, and then figure out how their company needs to evolve in order to deliver on that promise. Yeah. Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. We know that, like, even as we're having this conversation around hybrid work is that women need flexibility. You know, I think about myself, you know, it took me 10 years before I had my babies. You know, I had so many fertility challenges. But when I had them, I saw them for an hour a day. And, you know, what so many women need essentially is the permission to kind of create their own schedule. And I think we're having this conversation around remote work acting as if it's a black or white issue and that we can't just redesign workplaces to make them finally work for women. I mean, think about it. Everything about workplaces, why, are work, why do we work nine to five and school days are 8.30 to three? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Why is it so damn cold in those offices, right? Like everything <laughs> about the way workplaces have been built, they've been built without us. And I mean, we've talked about this. I think you always build towards the most vulnerable. Yes. That's how I built Girls Who Code. I went to refugee camps in underserved communities, and I said, if I can teach a girl without Wi-Fi, without a device, I can teach anybody. If we built workplaces for single moms, single women of color, remember, black women, 90% of black women are the single caregiver and the single you know, um, income, the person who's bringing in the, the income in the house. So we should be making workplaces work for her. And when they work for her, they will work for everybody. But instead, we're basically building workplaces for the most privileged. Yeah. Whereas rising tides lift all boats. Just to add on to that, Please. We, you know, the majority of our our workforce is women and hourly workers. And so understanding what the, the current challenges have created for that demographic and helping to build the policies and then... I think the key component to what Rush was saying is we as business leaders need to connect and share those. Mm. A big shout out to everyone in this room. If you do not know what the National Business Coalition for Childcare is, please log on to the Marshall Plan for Mom page, learn it, understand it, figure out how you can bring it back to your office, how you can bring it back to your leadership team to engage in the conversation of what we need to do to support the women in the workforce. Yeah, what's interesting about the both of you, we have a multi-hyphenate founder, we have a chief tech officer, neither of you are in talent or people operations related roles. And you both argue that we need to look at this as through the same lens as we look at other business solutions and business operations. Walk us through that framework. And I mean, absolutely. I mean, Carol Seed, you know, Carol and Sinkery Seed funded the National Business Coalition for Childcare because childcare is an economic issue, not a personal problem, yes. right? And so I think we both see this, you know, from a talent perspective and from a business perspective, and that we have to start creating models where we're talking about this as an economic issue, not a personal issue. For far too long, childcare is like your personal problem that you have to go solve. But the number one reason why we know that we're seeing women leave the workforce, I mean, 50% of women in tech leave by the time they're 35, and when they're 35, they become a mom. So it, it's so clear, right, that, that if we can actually solve for childcare, you know, we can basically solve you know, for, for the talent issue that we're facing in terms of women leaving the workforce or downshifting their careers. And that is a business imperative. And I think, again, going back to the National Business Coalition for Childcare, I mean, the government is not fixing this problem. We've seen this in terms of them not passing Build Back Better. And so who is left to basically solve that? It's the corporate sector. It's the private sector. I mean, and again, with Girls Who Code, I mean, we've taught 500,000 Girls Who Code, reached half a billion people. I raised $100 million from the private sector. The private sector helped me teach more girls than any other school district. And it's the same thing that we're doing here with childcare. We in this room are going to solve the childcare crisis in America. We are. The private sector is. Because it matters to us in terms of our talent, our business, and the bottom line. Yeah. And the retention aspect of it is key. I mean, it is not... 
it is not lost on any leader, leader in my organization that this is, it is a business crisis. If we are not addressing this, we will have problems atta- attract, attracting and retaining talent. And that ultimately goes to the bottom line. So this is a business priority. Yeah. Carol, you can offer all of these programs and all of these uh, offerings for women, but you can't force them to make use of it. I mean, for instance, I'm thinking of you know lactation rooms and women fearful to walk in there and, and breast pump. So how do you get them to actually take advantage of it? I think the key is, I mentioned earlier, yeah. I know it sounds overstated, listening. Mm-hmm. Like, what, however you do that in your company, is it roundtables, is it pulse surveys? It's really important. I'll give you an example. One of the things we leaned into was well-being. So we sponsored uh, on our staff well-being coaches for through the pandemic and continuing, and we will in, uh, into the future. But we listened and we said, oh my gosh, wait a minute. We didn't hit the mark on that because our employees were telling us those well-being coaches didn't actually, they didn't feel like connected with them because we did not have a diverse set of well-being coaches. So that was an active listening session to say, how is this working? Again, that idea of an agile process, a minimum viable product, get your employee feedback, iterate the process and make it better. And I'm telling you, when you listen to your employees and you act on it, that is a magical thing because they're saying, wait a minute, they're actually listening to what I'm saying. They're responding to my need. And that network effect is what will get people to adopt these programs. Can I just add one thing? Please. I know we're out of, almost out of time, but I also think it's about culture change. We have to stop hiding our motherhood. Look, most of us, when we became moms, we're like, please don't tell anybody, right? Because <laughs> we knew that it was gonna shift how much we made, whether we were taken seriously, how are we seen? And so we are at a moment where I know, Carol and I, the first thing when you ask, well, what do you do? I'm a mom. Before I am the CEO of anything, before I'm the leader of anything, we have to lean in to our motherhood, respect it, value, and dignify it. The reason why we are the only industrialized nation that doesn't have paid leave, the reason why we don't have affordable childcare is because we still live in a culture where we're told to hide our motherhood. And we have to change that. Absolutely. I do want to underscore the fact that women want to work. They want to return to the workforce. They just don't want to return to the workplace structures that they left. And so we have to make them worth returning to. Thank you both for such an insightful conversation. All right, everyone, thank you for listening and be sure to join us back here next week for a new episode of Where's My Village?